Welcome to the ChatGPT Report. Today, we have a very special guest with us, and I'm also your host, Ryan. His name is Ryan Staley, and he's the CEO of Whale Boss. Whale Boss helps uncover the capital-efficient edge with referral-led growth, enterprise sales, and AI consulting for B2B sales. Why don't we hear what Ryan has to say and his thoughts on the decade of AI? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, loving. Uh, I'm excited. I love talking about and nerding out on AI, specifically how it relates to business. So excited, and it's uh, always a pleasure to be talking to a fellow Ryan as well. <laughs> I, do, I do love that makes makes it easy to remember and everything. So, oh yeah, team. We try to keep these interviews within 20 minutes. So let's kick it off right now. Ryan, can you give my audience a little bit of background as well as work history on you and the whale selling system? Yeah, super simple. So whale selling system was just a product that I created. Um, but effectively, like my company is Whale Boss, and I'm in the process of rebranding that because I've been really focused on AI over the last year. But to basically encapsulate 22 years of experience in like a minute, or two. <laughs> um, uh, effectively, what I've done is I've had multiple roles as an individual contributor in terms of revenue, then as a revenue leader, always work for companies that were capital constrained or resource constrained, but had very aggressive growth targets, right? Moved up through the ranks in terms of management, then was an executive, also had equity, had a couple of exits. And one of the cool things that I was able to do through that entire journey was Basically, I was able to grow a business unit from zero to 30 million in ARR in five and a half years with only four salespeople. Now, I did that without any VC funding, without marketing or SDRs. And so that was highly attractive. And at the time, I didn't even know that that was a good thing. Uh, I just thought that was just kind of what people did. Uh, (laughs) Once I left, this was like right at the height of COVID, the beginning of COVID, I should say. Uh, I started my own company and started helping other tech companies deploy those strategies for rapid scale business growth. Fast forward to basically, what was this? This was November of 2022. I had Chris Savage, who is the founder of Wistia, on my podcast called The Scale-Up Show right now. And basically, he introduced me to Dolly. He's like, Ryan, you got to check this out. Like, this is really cool. You just type in words. It creates pictures. I'm like, oh, well, that's awesome because I suck at graphics, right? <laughs> so anyways, he effectively, he, um, he, got me, he got me into the AI bug, if you will. And then I kept going deeper and deeper. And then ChatGPT came out. And then I asked it one single question. And it answered it close to 95% accurate on something that took me 10 years to learn. 
So I was both petrified and excited at the same time. And from there, I determined and decided that, you know, I was going to lean into this whole AI motion and how to integrate this into sales and marketing instead of getting run over by it. And that kind of brings me to where I'm at today. Fantastic. I, I, I can really echo your, you know, you sucked at graphics because that was, I feel like that was me. The second I saw, so, you know, mid journey as well as Dolly, I was like, man, this is going to really help out. And I tell my audience all the time, I, I, I use it for my episode artwork as well. So without that, it, it would not be the same. So I, I definitely echo that. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, one of the reasons, uh, you know, I brought you on here is to discuss AI pretty heavily. Um, I listened to a previous podcast that you were on. It was actually back in October, which three months in AI feels like a year. Um, and you <laughs> mentioned being impressed with Claude. Uh, my audience and I, we we dig into Claude, but we haven't really uh, gotten too deep into it. I feel like ChatGPT as well as Bard has really kind of taken the the kingpin there. Uh, is that still a top tier for you being three months from now uh, with all their updates and everything that's happened from, from then on? Well, Ryan, I think you nailed it, right? There's there's so many changes to these models in real time, at least the large language models like ChatGPT. Uh, I do use Claude. I, I predominantly use ChatGPT, I would say. Uh, one of the things that's on my roadmap, my personal roadmap in terms of delivering value to my community is to start really leaning into the open source large or language models as well. But for Claude specifically, there's really unique use cases that it's exceptional at. And I, I kind of find that Google Bard has the same thing and so does ChatGPT. And a couple of use cases that I absolutely love for Bard are, are actually three kind of components, I would say. So if you're looking at it more from like a sales and a marketing perspective, you know, I've identified a way with Claude where you could type in, a, basically have a prompt. I have a prompt library or prompt matrix, which is one of the things I help companies set up and deploy for business results. And within that, I have a specific prompt where I type in one word. Effectively, it, it populates the entire prompt cross-platform. And effectively, what it does is brings up everything from like, what is the annual report? the CEO's top objectives to the financial history of the company, along with risk and challenges that they have based on their most recent 10K report. Now, what I would tell you is Bard does, or I'm sorry, Claude does an amazing job at that, whereas the other models don't. Another use case that I love for Claude specifically, and there was just the, and I don't know if you've seen this, this just came out, there's tons of academic research papers that come out specifically in regards to AI with breakthroughs and in, in very in-depth topics. There was one where they interviewed, I think it was like 2,473 like AI paper authors on the future of AI. And effectively what I was able to do is take that document, that research paper, which is very uh, thick or chewy, if you will, yep. Yep. <laughs> in terms of uh, its technical knowledge. I had it summarized into like, what's the summary of it? What are the biggest threats, the biggest opportunities? And then, you know, that's another example of it just to give a, a few, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I feel like I've, I've heard that as well too. It's, it's been pretty good for research on, on that type of end. So that, that is very, very true in that regard. And it's funny, you can definitely tell you're a sales guy when you say the word roadmaps. I, I hear that all the time in my business as well. So your personal roadmap, love that. So with that, I, I had just kind of a next one here. You know, Can you power rank your top three AI tools that you use in your business or personal life? Yeah. So the top three that I use, and, and this is a great question, I would say the most 
that I use, or I say on a day-to-day basis is ChatGPT, right? And the other large language models. And that means Bard and Claude. So mm-hmm. I, I lump them together with ChatGPT, probably taking up 70% of the LLM model share. Number two that I would say is, is a tool called TextBlaze. I use TextBlaze as effectively it's a prompt expender for my prompt library and prompt matrix. Uh, a lot of great capabilities there. So I could create these long, extensive prompts and effectively only have to type in one word and the whole entire prompt is, is basically created within whatever model I'm in. And then number three is, and I was thinking about not just me, but like my team is a tool called video AI and, and, you know, my team uses it quite a bit. And effectively what it does is it, it takes a process that would, if I had to pay an agency to do it, it takes six, $700 a month and I pay about $30 a month for it. And basically it cuts up and basically different video clips, whether it be from a talk that I'm doing a you know podcast and then cuts it up into really good clips for social. So I would say those are the top three that I could think of. Taplio might be a, a like a tie with video, which is basically like LinkedIn scheduling and, and content creation as well. Okay. Okay. I, the, the, the second one I actually had never really heard of. So I, I appreciate you sending that one out to the listeners there. And, and I, I would yeah. agree, I would agree with you on the, the ChatGPT Bard and Claude as well, though. I feel like it, for me, at least it was ChatGPT Bard and then Claude kind of got the side because Bard, I, I actually really did like it. Um, but ChatGPT, it just, for some reason, it just owns me right now. I mean, it's the name of the podcast too, so it, it, it should. <laughs> so Ryan, check this out. Can I tell you a funny story about Bard? Shoot, like like from it. the other day, this just yes. happened. Okay. So I think like what I'm seeing is these different models have different niche use cases. And so one of the things that I like about Bard is the ability to really leverage SEO through whether it's snippets, generative AI or other areas from YouTube, right? So because it's connected, YouTube's part of its property, it's, it's able to do that. I've also found use cases where it's really good at research. So one of the things that happens with these models, though, as they update them, sometimes the stuff that worked yesterday doesn't work today, right? And mm-hmm. so I had a prompt totally dialed in, was a very good use case. And basically, Bard, and this is after the update, they're like, yeah, it, it's basically like, I literally published it in a post. Um, it's like, yeah, I don't have the ability to do that, or I don't have the ability to find that information. And I had an adult temper tantrum. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, you do. You literally have the largest data set in the world of search traffic. You could definitely figure this out. I'm like, that's a lazy answer. Try harder. <laughs> right? That's what I said to it, right? I had adult temper tantrum. And then it responds, it's like, yes, you're right. I'm sorry about that, you know, and it gave me the best response I ever had. So <laughs> I thought that was really unique because I'd never really tried that tactic before. I've heard people trying to tip the LLM, but I've never heard of people getting sassy with it. And uh, that, that, that worked for me as well the other day. That is fantastic. I can only imagine the emotion behind that, too. You're sitting there going, I'm yelling at a computer right now, too, right? <laughs> yeah. You're just like, come on, dude. Like. Don't mess with me. You're, you're full of it. You have the largest data source in the world. Like, quit messing with me. Help, you know help what me I mean? out here. Guys, that, that's a small yeah, tactic for this interview right there. That's, that's a great tactic to be using. I love it. So, 
So, so my next question here, though, has has there been instances where excessive reliance on AI has kind of led to unexpected challenges that you've dealt with, like a flawed data or instances where the AI generated content sounded a little too mechanical or artificial? Do you have any experiences with that where you just relied on AI a little too heavy? Yeah, I, I mean, it's a good it's a good idea to call out. And, you know, like, I don't know if you've read Ethan Mullick's work. Have you ever read any of his stuff at all? I actually have not. He's the he's a professor at Harvard. He, he, he writes a lot. He's got some great work. And he wrote an article called, like, The Jagged Edge of AI and New Frontiers. And, and I don't know, I think that's not the exact title of what it is. But effectively, it talks about, like, how you have to kind of test it. Because there's certain things that will work really well. Um, that you expect to work really well, and then certain things that work terribly that you expect it to work really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always pushing the edge of it. So, like, this is a timely question because I just ran into this yesterday. I was working on creating a content plan for my business, and I have some pretty extensive prompts on how to do that based on, like, formulating the customer fears, desires, frustrations, and dreams, right? And so it gives you a good, like, psychological profile of who you serve and what they're doing. And then from there, you can create pretty extensive content from it. So I'm like, all right, like, I want to take this to the next level. How can I do this? Right. And so I started, I took that, you know, that piece or that exercise, and I tried to integrate it with other like skills that in skills and like objectives that the job roles had. So I spent probably about two and a half, three hours just trying to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. Right. And then it was funny, like, I was really frustrated. I'm like, I, I usually don't work out in the middle of the day. Um, went and did a hit class at, at noon to one. And during the hit class, I'm like, dude, this is the answer, right? <laughs> like, and, and like the answer came to me without AI and was so basic and so simple. And so I think there is the danger sometimes of you over-engineering things, uh, specifically like I did. However, like the beauty of it was, even though I couldn't find the exact result I wanted through AI, I did get the result I wanted because of AI because it did not produce the result. So um, that's something to, to kind of think through and, and always be aware of as well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I think I heard you talk on, on another show about this where, you know, we talk about um, AI won't re- replace you, but someone who can use AI will. And, that saying goes a, a couple ways too, because it obviously is going to disrupt industries. It's going to take out a lot of people, but it still is, like you said, AI kind of helped you to the answer. You figured it out, and then you went back to it. So it's one of those things where utilizing it is a very key thing uh, at the end of the day for it. So I, I agree with you on that, and I, that was a, an excellent example for that. Now, given the foundational AI systems, you know, like we talked about earlier with ChatGPT, Bard, and, and Claude, and those guys. How do you allocate time for ongoing education? Like I told you, I have my ongoing core AI tools, yet accessing others can pose a major challenge to me because I'm too familiar with a lot of these other guys. How do you approach the learning and adopting of new AI technologies since this technology is flying through the roof every month, I feel like? Yeah, that's a great question. And and it's funny because I'm giving like a lot of deep, deep thought to this because like there's the constant drinking from the fire hose right and i think part of it starts with like the direction you're going as an organization um not just from like like what your business model is but who you want to serve and like what's your vision for you want to do 
10 years out, three years out and a year out. Right. And I, I just went through this exercise. And so what I've done is, and, and this isn't totally baked yet, but I've started to identify like what I want to be and what I don't want to be. Right. Like, like I don't want to be one of those people that like, as soon as something comes out, I have to write a breaking post about it every single time it happens. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Right. Yes, yes. And so I think like there's peace in knowing that I'm not going to be that. Cause if you try and do all this shit, right. You try and do all this collectively, like, and keep up with everybody. You're, you're just going to be burnt out to your core. So one of the things that I've been really focusing on is like, okay. And it's funny as I was working out, I was thinking of this, the the best way that I've learned and and I'm working on this exact framework or formula is, okay, there's, there's time that that you need to have for experimentation or use cases for Mm -hmm. your product. There's just general screw around experimentation with whatever you feel like and whatever tool you feel like. And then there's more like the bigger picture understanding of where the industry is going. Right. So like, I think like with that, and then the fourth layer is really the educational like courses and development. And so the way I've kind of looked at that is, is through those four buckets and then the courses and development, how I look at it is like, you know, based on the, the, the things that I really need to accomplish, what's, what's the priority this month? What's the priority next month? And then from there, and I just keep chipping away at it. Right. So that's kind of how I look at it now. And I'm in the process of uh, creating like a, like an AI, AI workout plan, just like I would for like a lifting or physical fitness plan. And you know, I'm going to create a post on that and, and share it with folks as well. I love that. I love it. It's, it's kind of funny you mentioned the workout plan. Cause my, my wife actually gets on me cause I made a, uh, basically a half marathon training plan with AI and I, uh, it, it, I ended up injuring myself, and I don't think it was from the AI because I think the mileages were good on it, but she definitely blames the AI. She was like, it had no idea about you. I was like, well, I didn't really give it much context. I just said, hey, make me a training plan. So, you know, that that was a rookie mistake, but it, I you mentioned that, and I was like, oh, boy, I'm getting PTSD from that one. <laughs> but That's funny, man. I, I wanted to mention that, too. You talked about, you know, you don't want to be the person that, is posting just the hottest ticket, latest item. And I think I've seen that a lot recently with all these AI tools. People want to be the first just to say it. And I, I think a lot of times that I've, I've seen a lot on our show and that I've, I've talked about is, you know, people post these, wow, this technology is amazing. And the demos look incredible for some of them. And then the second it gets beta released, it's not as good as it was led up to be. Um, it, it brings up, kind of Adobe you had uh, their generative fill their first time they did it. I remember when it first came out and it was, everyone was like, this is the new thing, you know, where you grab a section of a picture and you can say, Hey, put flowers here or a flower pot. And everyone was going nuts over it. And then I tried it and I was thinking, boy, this was not as impressive as I thought it was. And so I think it mm-hmm. back to your point, it's good to give it some time to breathe and, and really dig into and go, is this actually going to integrate into my life as, as much as I think it is, you know, cause the, you know, like we said, the LLMs and for me, the text images are top tier right now. You know, you got your mid journeys and your dolly, but other than that, I, I periodically use other ones, but when you have two really big, powerful tools like that, you almost don't need some of the other ones, but you know, we'll, I, I still cover them and check them out. But like you said, it's, you got to really dig into them before you make a, a solid opinion on them. So I, I liked what you said there. That was good. 
Um, second, yeah. So I got another one here for you. I heard in an interview that you did a little bit earlier on another podcast that um, we're kind of cutting back to the sales side of things that you think the bottom third of salespeople are going to get axed due to AI, which I agree with you. But my question to you is, you know, with your history in sales, you know, what are the positives and negatives of these roles disappearing uh, from, from because of AI? Yeah, I mean, so, and it's, it's a great question. And, and I think this is going to reshape a lot of jobs. I mean, if you look at it, like effectively Google is trying to eliminate 30,000 jobs in their, their advertising yeah. unit, which they, I think they just recently did. IBM stated they're going to hire 8,000 less people because of AI over the next, I think, four years. Mm-hmm. And so like this is happening whether or not you you accept it or not, right? And so I think what's going to happen, it's going to raise the bar of not only what's possible the quality of work, the quantity of work, the speed of work, uh, but it's also going to raise expectations. And like a good example of this is like Amazon, right? You know, Amazon totally, it'd be like, here's a great, here's another great example. So Amazon totally ruined the, you know, the lax nature that businesses treated other business customers. And so did Netflix because it gave you instant satisfaction and performance on on what you wanted when you wanted it in like the fastest way possible. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that, that matriculated down to everything else in society. And so I think that's, what's going to happen with AI. It's like these personal experiences are going to be so good. Just like, just like Netflix serves up the videos you want versus going to a video store back in the day. Right. It's, it's going to serve up exactly what you want. So it's going to raise the bar and the expectations and the quality. So I think that's the positive side. The negative side, I think, is is like one of the biggest stressors in life is income uncertainty and not having a career and a purpose and a meaning in life. And so for folks that don't not only embrace this or try and, you know, do a different job, that's going to be a slap in the face. And I've been through that and it sucks, man. It's terrible. Yep. So those are, that's kind of like the yin and the yang, like the overall performance is going to be amazing. However, there's a lot of people that, you know, are, are going to be struggling at the same time. And, and so those are my, my two kind of concerns, which is, which is kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm looking to help people and bring the awareness up as much as possible. Cause uh, I think that could change the lives of, of people, families and, and relationships. And so that's why it's important to me. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I will plug John Barrows. Uh, you were on John Barrows p- podcast back in October. And if you're interested more in the sales side of AI, I highly encourage you guys, uh, the audience to go check that out because they had a very, very good interview. I listened to that before Ryan came on today. So please check that one out as well. Well, Ryan, we're running out of time here. So tell every, tell everyone how they can get in touch with you and follow you as well. Yeah, man. So if you want to check out my podcast. It's called the scale up show. Uh, I'm working on rebranding that because it's very AI focused like this. However, it's specifically the business use cases. Um, if you want to learn beyond that, I also have like, check out my website. It's Ryan Staley, S T A L E L E Y dot I O. And you could, I have a, a newsletter called superhuman revenue. I have a lot of content on there and other details. And then you can also contact me if, if you want help in terms of, you know, my sales AI accelerator or basically integrating this in your business. 
Fantastic. Well, Ryan, thank you for coming. We really appreciate it. And thank you for your insight into everything.